It's time for us to, to do a shout out to Honor Athletics. Honor Athletics, of course. Give them a holler at honorathletics.com and mention Wildcat Dojo for a 10% discount, please. Or call them at 770-945-5150. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, welcome to the episode on the element Earth, which is chi. I've really been looking forward to this one. You guys too, right? For sure. So much to say about that. And now that you've heard everybody talking, let's see who's here. Say hi, Landon. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Sensei Jackie. Hi, everybody. And of course, we have my absolutely favorite, Sensei Lydia. Hi, everyone. And thank you for welcoming me back, Sensei. Oh, please. It's my pleasure. You'll remember her from one of our very first episodes. I believe, Sensei Lydia, it was on self-control. Yes, it was. Okay. We're going to get started. And as I mentioned, its internal representation is chi and its external representation is power. We're going to get to chi soon, but let's start with power. I mean, really, who does not love power? Come on. Everybody loves power. I need to stop for just a minute and reiterate that I've said in all these element episodes, except the last one on fire, I forgot to say it that day, that all this information was brought to me through Master Collegiate. So it's an amalgam of his teaching, my reading, and of course, my memory. If your opinions disagree, that would be great. Landon, wouldn't we love for people to send us their opinions on different things? Yes, we want to make you a part of our show. So you can contact us via our website at Wildcat Dojo. All over the web at Wildcat Dojo. Just type it in. I come up. It's totally awesome. (laughs) You can even find our phone number there uh, when you type in Wildcat Dojo at 954-350-1915. And you can send us an email at dojoconversations at AOL.com. And maybe they would like to actually be part of the conversation. Us, we would love Oh, that'd be cool. And since I really don't get to see people as much because we're all in different kinds of lockdowns. Yes, we are. Hey, send us anything saying you'd like to be on the show and we will get back to you. Us. We're good communicators, get it? Us. (laughs) Okay, we're going with power. Start me out, Sensei Jackie. Okay, power. One thing to remember is that power does not have to move at all. Like think of you when you're doing isometric exercises, you're sending out so much power, but your body is not going anywhere and there's no speed involved in it. If you want speed, you have to add a little bit of last week's conversation, the fire element. One example of the raw power is a tension drill. You're standing perfectly still and your strength is pitted against something or someone that attempts to remain unmovable. The push or the pull that you do with this other person or thing lasts a very short time, probably just a matter of seconds. If you'd like to see an example of a tension drill, Sensei Michelle's self-defense book, which is on Amazon, is a perfect place to see that. Sensei, will you give the exact name of that book for me, please? I think it's called Self-Defense, a Common Sense Approach. Yes, Sensei. And you can either put the name of the book in or my name in Amazon, and it does come up. Also, thanks for the plug on that. Anytime. I want to add, you know where you can witness power in Earth is in volcanic rumbling. Once the volcano actually explodes, then it is literally mixed with fire. No (laughs) judgment. 
<laughs> I got a joke. I know it's no joke intended. Ugh. But that rumbling, that is an all-power moment in time. Okay, what other examples are out there? So we're going to go from volcanoes to powerlifting. How does that sound? Good. Fun. Okay, so after I read through this outline, I decided that I wanted to actually see some powerlifting for myself. So I saw some Olympic powerlifting, and it was interesting to say the least. It goes off with a bang, and it's like, and then they put it down, and then they get into the hang of it. So then it seems pretty power serious. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the powerlifting is a balance between speed and power. And of course, sure. um, the listeners can let us know where they stand with that, especially if they have a lot of experience in powerlifting. Yes. And of it. course, our best friend breathing <laughs> is a big part of it. That's for sure. You see them, they go. <sighs> All right. I think you have an example sure. for us too, Sensei Lydia. Yes, I do, Sensei. Um, I've got a great example. Do you remember when um, Master Collegian used to have us do kata using just one element? Well, that was brutal. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long, hard night. It was a very long night. You guys even mentioned Tensha in another episode. Anyway, remember when he'd have us do it with just power? Oh, yes. It was so slow and so exhausting. You'd think since it's attention kata, it would be easy, but it was literally very difficult. I mean, don't you agree? Oh, I have memories that were like some sort of torture. Oh, yes. It was mind boggling. And he would come around and touch Touch us to make sure that that every muscle in the body was isometrically engaged. Oh, yes. And he would speak to you in your ear and let you know where you stood on it. Oh, yes. Exactly. Yeah, it was brutal. Luckily, at the end of that, we would be able to do the same kata with a little bit of a flow line so we could try to loosen and soften the body back up afterwards, especially the neck and the jawline would kind of get up tight. Oh, absolutely. That was a good one. Let's move on about how to build power. First off, it's hard for me to imagine a human being not loving and embracing their power. Us. But let's just say they would like some ideas. I think this is pretty straightforward stuff, don't you? I think so. Absolutely. But we'll give a couple of examples. Start me out, Sensei Lydia. Hitting things hard. Anything that's not going to hit you back. So like a makiwara or a punching bag. Well, now you're going to have to say what is a makiwara. A makiwara is a, I don't know how you say it. It's an inanimate object. Us. It is on a piece of wood and there's some like covering on it, but there's no cushion when you punch it. It's not like a punching bag. It's just like you're kind of punching wood. But punching bags would work. Punching sand would work. Oh, In this great movie I can't believe we haven't mentioned yet called Budo. You hear this sound of the guy pounding, 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 and you see the camera just running down. Um, I think it's running down the railroad tracks, but I can't swear to it. And when you get to the picture of the guy, he's pounding a container of rocks with his hands. So that is one way to build power. What's another one, Landon? Well, speaking of hitting hard things, we can do breaking, which we do a lot of. Sensei Jay did some breaking. How about the show that time? Blackwell show. Okay, where are we? Uh, Another way to build power is to lift weights, but also holding your body weight is another way to build really good power for for the entire body. That's one of my favorites. There's a lot of these new exercise places and parks where there's no weight, but you're 
using the equipment based off of your body weight. And there's a lot of exercises where you start out in a push-up like position and do all kinds of core work and all kinds of other arm work and leg work from that position. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And we already mentioned isometrics. Huh. Did you guys bring any other ideas for that strength building? Um, I think biking and walking are very good for building your strength and your stamina. I was going to say also. endurance. Yeah, and any kind of endurance, endurance is exercise. Good. Yeah, we love that. Very good. Okay, let's finish out this part by reminding ourselves how important balance is. And we'll give a shout out to Sensei Brown because what was his favorite saying, Sensei Jackie? A karate man's pride is his balance. Hmm. Thank you, Sensei Brown. Let's do a quick round robin on balancing things where power is concerned. Oh, again, please start me out, Sensei Lydia. Well, for one thing, a person can be too hard and never be able to pull up their softness. Mm, That's a good one. I can resemble that person. I'm just saying, accidentally, it can happen. Absolutely. Any of us. And you can definitely get out of balance by becoming a little too powerful in a part of your body and not putting some focus into other parts. So you could be doing too much legs and then too little core. Good one. My dad taught me that. Yeah. A chiropractor years ago used to tell me where people should watch is watch the front side of their body, Mm. specifically their quads in comparison to their hamstrings on the back side of their body so Mm. they don't pull their knees out. What else you guys got? Knowing that you have to have a mental balance as well Mm -hmm. to keep yourself in check. Yes. And you know what? All the elements, as we said in the last podcast, they travel through the brain. Like, let's go here. You're on an exercise day, right? Yes. Is there or is there not that two minute spot right before you're supposed to get going where your body says, yeah, but I have to. (laughs) (laughs) Did I have coffee yet? I thought that was just me, Sensei. (laughs) (laughs) That actually wraps up the power part of the discussion, doesn't it? It sure does, Sensei. Okay. And that takes us to the internal character, the development of chi. So I Googled it. And what I wrote right into the Google screen was how to build my chi. And there was stuff there. <laughs> it was pretty basic stuff. They mentioned the importance of breathing. We, to that we say, Duh. <gasps> nutrition and rest. And we've discussed those in so much oh. detail. And we stressed the importance of all of that. Okay. Let's go back on nutrition. Cause Sensei Jackie, you had something kind of interesting to say there. So to be honest, When some of us were young, nobody really discussed nutrition or nobody that we thought was cool and that we'd want to listen to. So by the time we started tackling nutrition and how good it is for our bodies, we were already grownups. That's really a late time to start thinking about nutrition. Yes, it really is. So in one sense of the word, those children who are raised like you're raised by two very athletic parents, and so they're nutrition conscious. And that is a a really lucky thing that you don't really realize until you're much older. I mean, you realize it because you're here in this area where we discuss this kind of stuff all the time. But another child just kind of takes it for granted until they go off to college or whatever and realize that there's a whole world of people out there that live on ramen noodles. Yes. Right? Yes. And cupcakes. Oh, I mean, and it's not like we don't love our junk food. Let's not lie. That's right. We do. But as a daily occurrence, it has not got nutritional value. And this machine runs on that value. It <laughs> needs all of the stuff. 
but it's still nice to cheat every now and then. Nice? I think more than nice. Okay, guys. Definitely time to move on. First off, Sensei Lydia, tell us what is chi? Okay. Sensei, in karate, we say chi is our internal strength or spirit. It's actually life energy. It's mental. It's physical. It's spiritual. And sometimes... You can tap into it without even knowing that you do. And when you find out that that is what it was, it's an amazing recognition. And you know got- we're in agreement, so you're preaching to the choir, sister. Exactly. Hey, guys, did you know that according to Wikipedia that the first mention of Chi was by Confucius? Really? I thought that was a cool thing to know, right? Really? Yeah. What do you have over there, Landon? I did see that, and Wikipedia called it a very fancy name pseudoscience. Would that make somebody a pseudoscientist? Well, for some reason that got on my nerves, the words pseudoscience. So I looked it up and said, what is it? According to what I read, pseudoscience is not based on scientific principle. It's based on beliefs. And they gave some examples as astrology. Believe it or not, they said aliens. And, um, but I think they said yoga. Yoga. And I also think they said chiropractic. Yes, chiropractic, acupuncture, all of those sort of Eastern-style sciences. Right. And I will say this much. If you do not believe in chi, then you cannot draw upon it. But that goes to something that we say in karate quite regularly, which is the use of the word can't leads Mm. immediately to failure. Yes. So right away, you have to have belief in yourself as an entity, as a power source. And that's kind of where we're standing with all this, isn't it? I think so. Okay, after that heaviness. Yes. Oh, it was a little power thing. Heaviness. Heaviness. Okay, fine. I thought it was funny. Thank you. I do want to mention real quick a book I've read called Key in Daily Life. I'm not Sensei Jackie, but I'm going to give this name a shot. Okay. Koichi Tohei. The last name is T-O-H-E-I. And in it, he explains the principles and the ways to develop your chi, which he calls key. And with that, let's push on with some bullets that we know to be true from our personal experience or from our experience as teachers. Hey, do you think I should say believe instead of know? Ah, or even feel. Do you remember that from the fire episode? Oh, maybe. Or how about chi up? Well, if you're going like to that. chi up, we have to find out where is chi to come up from. Ah. Uh, mm. And they say it's located in the lower belly. Yoga enthusiasts are much, much more specific. They say one inch below and to the side of the belly button. But couldn't we just say below the belly button and everyone realize that it's the area that we should tap? And if you're trying to tap into your chi that, It uh, requires some concentration. And that nice deep breath. Yeah. Us. Okay, Landon, keep it going for me. Us, Sensei. So chi is also called prana and ki. Um, And in the movie Star Wars, it is called the Force. I wonder if our listeners know that Star Wars was based on the Japanese film, The Hidden Fortress. I didn't know that because I'm not really a Star Wars person. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that either. I'll add one more thing. Chi actually gives you the ability to keep going. It's a, a don't quit attitude. It was taught to us as Yamato Damashai, 
the never say die spirit. And, um, you know, if I could share a story, an actual true story here, Sensei Michelle will remember, we were practicing for a karate demonstration one Saturday, and we were all practicing in groups. I got kicked because I blocked wrong and broke my forearm. And we all got back in to the dojo to practice it and run it twice. And I just said to myself, I can't say anything because I don't want to let anybody down. And as painful as it was, I went through the entire show twice. And I said, okay, I can do this. I can do this. But then it got to the point when we actually got to the rodeo grounds, I literally had to fess up because I couldn't even pick my arm up anymore. But the fact that I actually went through, ran through the whole show two times without saying anything, and it was pretty lengthy. It was like a 15 minute, 15, 20 minute thing. I had to summon up everything I had just to get through it. So at that time, I realized I had an inkling of what it really was. That was a great story, Sensei Lydia. So far, so interesting. (laughs) Could we say that she's kind of like adrenaline? So it is, and yet it's not just adrenaline because adrenaline is all hard. But she, as you know from our discussion with Paul the other day, is both the will to act and the will to not act. And if you just see your chi only as adrenaline, then you can't flip that switch and let it come up to that stillness or that patience, which is also a power line. And I've seen this happen with children in tantrums. Oh, yes. Right? Where they flip the switch, but they can't flip it backwards. They don't even know they've done it. But their adrenaline line, or in this case, their chi line is very, very strong, but they don't have it balanced between the two powers that chi is, which is both the ability to make that move or finish that move, as well as the ability to stand perfectly stock still. So maybe that helps a little bit. Yes, thank you. The example I was going to give Sensei Lydia is back in the day when we used to do 100 mile rides and finishing that last 10 or 15 miles. Landon's done it, so he knows. Yes, I haven't done 100, but one day. That was uh, that was some great memories there. So this has been good stuff so far. That's insane. Okay, for sure. Okay. A minute ago, we mentioned, so I'm going to say it one more time, that she has both a harder and a softer side to it. I'll say that, yes, everything we've mentioned is true, but another angle that is as true is that patience is a function of chi. So not only is it the action, but it is the action of inaction, which we've mentioned before on this podcast. Yes, of course. Of course. It's pretty simple to explain, although for me, it's been a lifetime challenge. I always work on it and I always have to work on it day in and day out. So let's start by explaining the breathing. You got me here, Sensei Jack? I do. First, you have to realize that you have the power way down deep in your chi pocket, in your gut area. So if you're listening to that podcast, take 30 seconds, take in a breath and count to seven. Drop it down into your lower belly by expanding that lower belly as you breathe in. Hold it there for just a second. And then when you release it, start by contracting the muscles in your lower belly. It's a lot of words, but it's not really hard to do. I was doing it while she was saying it, and it was, so was I. really nice. <laughs> okay, thanks, Sensei Jackie. Now think of a time when you were patient. Did you default to not taking an action just to keep the peace? Or did you draw on your power line, your chi pocket, 
realize the thing wasn't important and choose at that point to take no action. Although they look exactly the same to the person who's looking at you, inside of you, they do not look, feel, or play out the same at all. I should really say they don't look, feel, or play out the same inside myself because I'm drawing on personal experience here. But to get back to it, when you make decisions like this from a place of internal power, it becomes more of a habit to realize what is and is not worth fighting or even arguing over and what you can just walk away from. There's just so many adjectives that describe this journey. It's fun. It's interesting. It's challenging. What else? It's mind boggling when you actually do it. Life changing. And lifelong. Exactly. Okay, Sensei Lydia, I want you to give me just a quick review of what we've touched on so far, like that can happen in a sentence. Uh, Sure, Sensei. She is an internal power, causing both the will to not only act, but to stay on course till the end and the ability to stop yourself from losing your temper, or better yet, can we say losing self-control? It really sounds simple, but it is really insanely difficult. I got to say, we have really given out a lot of information on one of my favorite subjects. And as we usually do, we're going to move on to some quotes. And I believe, Sensei Jackie, that you are going to start us out with Musashi. I am, Sensei. Musashi has a couple of good quotes from the Book of Five Rings. Mastery is something a man never stops seeking to attain. The truth is that strength lies in the interior of the warrior, in his heart his mind, and his spirit. And a warrior should have an understanding of the peaceful arts as well as the killing arts. And that goes to our balance, right? That's right. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to finish this off. A sensei. And I'm going to become totally silly and give you a quote from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxies. And if that's not enough to make us laugh, we are having such a thunderstorm here in South Florida So if you're hearing our thunder and our lightning and our rain come down, well, that's the earth giving us the what for, isn't it? Us. They're happy that we're talking about them. So here is the quote. Far in the uncharted backwaters of the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy lies a small, underregarded yellow sun. Orbiting this at a distance of roughly 92 million miles is an utterly insignificant little blue-green planet whose ape-descended life forms are so amazingly primitive that they still think digital watches are a pretty neat idea. Wow. I know. I love that because one of the things that we say all the time to each other is how we've got to keep perspective. We are not the biggest deal in the universe No, we're not. Even our planet's not the biggest deal in the universe, darn it. Unfortunately, Mars is competing with us. (laughs) The red planet. I do want to say, yes, this is an old book. It was first published in 1979. I did not realize it was that old. So we've come a long way from digital watches, but the bottom line remains the same. All right, guys, it is absolutely time to close up. Thank you, Sensei Lydia. Thank you so much for the invitation. It was so much fun to come back and do this. So that's our cue for goodbyes. Bye. Do it together. It'll be fun. I'll do it too. Bye, everybody. I'm signing off for now. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.